Welcome to Big Happy Life, the show that's all about making conscious choices about your habits so that achieving your goals becomes easier, more fun, and you enjoy yourself more along the way. I'm your host, Natalie Britt, and today I have the great pleasure of talking to Jessica Rashley, the founder of the Supermum Society. Jessica is a powerhouse of a woman. She is one of those people who seems to have time for absolutely everything. She fits in running a business, being a mom, being a wife, running her home, maintaining her fitness, staying in touch with friends, maintaining balance through things like hobbies and learning, taking time to invest in spirituality and practicing her faith, and still finding time to make 20 handcrafted unicorn tails for Pin the Tail on the Unicorn at her daughter's birthday party. So this is a woman who quite literally does everything. In this episode, I'll talk to her about the habits that help her do all of those things and still enjoy the process rather than ending up stressed and harried and running around like a headless chicken. If you're thinking, yeah, I could actually use being a bit more in control of my life, I've got a lot of stuff going on, keep listening to find out about some of the habits Jessica uses to keep herself motivated, focused, and moving towards her big happy life. Straight after talking to her, I took one of the ideas she shared and put it into my life, and I'm already seeing huge benefits. I'll tell you a bit more about that after you hear what she's got to say. Here's our conversation. So one of the things I really wanted to ask you, because um, at the moment I'm working on you know, a variety of massive goals, and one of the things I really struggle with is finding a way to prioritize and place my focus. So what I wondered was, how do you decide where to place your attention when you've got multiple really important things that you want to focus on? This is a really tough one, particularly for me. I'm, I'm incredibly impatient. I'm an incredibly impatient person, and I'm, I'm very aware of this about myself. So I can put sort of strategies in place to make sure that this doesn't overtake, and I don't find myself doing the wrong things at the wrong time. Um, really taking a look at the bigger picture uh, really helps me, and then work my way back. So I, for my, from a work point of view and from a personal point of view, this, this can work is putting down your, your big goals, your big kind of end goals, and actually realistically thinking, when are these going to happen? Um, for me as a mum, some of my goals involve my daughter being a certain age. She's not yet two. And I've got some goals that involve her being a teenager. I want to go backpacking in Europe with her one summer before she does her GCSEs. I don't need to worry about that now because we're years away. But by putting it down on a list and putting a date next to it, I've got a bit of an idea of when it's going to happen. And I'm also taking it out of my head. So I find that really useful to have a list where you've taken the things that are in your head out, put them down on a piece of paper to kind of, I guess, worry about on another day. But you've already made the steps in, in them happening because you put them down on a piece of paper. It takes some of the worry away. Then you can look at which things are coming up now, which things are within the next 12 months, next 24 months. Um, and I have a, a 12 month board, literally, I, I'm a lover of big sheets of blank paper. Um, breaking it into 12 boxes, my 12 months, um, what's going to be my focus for each of those months? Um, I, in my business, we have a monthly theme and I make that my personal theme as well, instead of having two things that clash. So, for example, uh, in February 2019, our focus is gratitude. So I will make that the month where I really work on, on my gratitude skills and my attitude of gratitude, because that's what we're doing in the business as well. It makes sense to keep them together. So on my grid, I'll have the month. My monthly theme that's going to be my focus happens to be my business focus also. Um, and then what big events have I got coming up in those months? Uh, so that 
this year we've got things like my daughter's birthday that happens every year. My partner's 40 this year, so it's a much bigger celebration. Normally, to be honest, normally that doesn't even need to go in as a big event because he hates really doing anything for his birthday. As long as we have a dinner, that's fine. But it's his 40th. There's, there's been much planning already. Um, so that goes in as a big event. Uh, are there any big conferences I'm going to? Um, from a business point of view, any product launches I've got coming up? those things would go in there. And then I've got an idea whenever things finishing. And then it's a case of reverse engineering what, what you've got to do with them. Reverse engineering and being realistic with yourself of when you need to hit each stage. Um, I guess this is a lot of business mentality that I've applied to my life. I'm very into to the runnings of business and how that works. And I kind of just fell into that. I got like a lot of us did made redundant with the whole 2008 thing um, and started working for myself. And suddenly the infrastructure of a business, I was designing. I wasn't being managed by a boss or anything. Um, and I've applied a lot of those skills to my life. So my daughter's birthday party will be reverse engineered. What, what do I want the end to look like and work my way back? And then I can focus on what actually needs to be done now if you haven't got an idea of where you're ending up and the steps that you need to do to get there, how do you know what you need to be doing now? And that really saves you from jumping onto the wrong things. That's perfect. Thank you. Well, it's really interesting you said that you had this goal for going backpacking with your daughter. Um, because one of the series I'm working on at the moment is the Goals and Habits series. And I talk to people about dividing their goals into three areas. So there's the outcome goals, there's the performance goals, and there's the process goals. The outcome would be what you described. So going backpacking with her in Europe. But of course, in order to do that, you would need a certain level of skill and performance to get there, which means you need performance to be the kind of mom that she wants to go with and yeah. performance to be able to do the hike in 12 years. And yeah. all of those various things. So that comes back then to the process you have to create all the things you do on a habitual basis that allow you to make that a reality in the end. Mm -hmm. And so you end up with these three levels of goals. So there are actually goals related to today that will determine whether or not it manifests that she will walk with you in yeah. 12 years. So that I think is really fascinating. And that brings me to my next question which is about your habits. I've quite a lot of questions about habits. Um, so the first one actually is a little bit removed from that. And it's about whether or not you have any habits that you feel really define your identity and how you see yourself as the leader of Supermum society and as a mom and all of the, the ways in which your habits frame who you are. I think my, th I've got three, I think. We may discover a fourth while we talk this through, but I think I've got three. Um, starting with planning, evaluating, and gratitude. Those are my kind of three big ones. Um, I think I've initially planning became such a part of me because I like to be doing lots of things. I find relaxation and peace in doing lots of stuff. And having lots of things going on. Um, and I mean, I was 20, where are we? 22 when I went self-employed um, and started running my own business. And that takes up a lot of time. And at that point, I had two stepkids living at home. Uh, well, 
what would be future stepkids living at home. And I think was I in a choir and I was probably at an Amdram show. I had to plan to fit it all in. Otherwise it just kind of wouldn't happen. And it was noticing other people were struggling to fit in less than me. Why won't they do? Oh, they don't plan. Oh, so this planning thing is having an impact on me. And I made a conscious effort to do more of it. Um, and then it kind of stepped up a gear when I lost my mum a few years ago because that really was a big slap in the face for me of how little time we have and we don't know when it's going to end. She was she was sick for three years, so I guess in a way she did kind of know when it was going to end, but when those three years of illness started, she didn't know that that was coming. Um, and I, I don't want to get... I don't want to have that moment in my life in an ideal world. Obviously I don't want to get sick, but if I get sick or I get to the end of my life, I don't want to look back and say, I could have done so much more. I want to know I filled all my time up well. And for me, that means I've got to plan it. Um, If something's taking too long in my life, and that can be a, a weekly task, a daily task, something I even just do once a year. If it's taking up too much time, I look at the planning stages of it and how can that be fixed. And I think any habit of planning, however small, can have a positive impact on your life. Um, then there's the, my habit of evaluating. Um, I do a weekly evaluation where I have certain questions that I ask myself. Um, some of them are looking forward to the week ahead. Some of them are looking mainly at the week past um and what was my big win for the week which can really boost you up and make you feel good about yourself which generally makes everything if you're feeling good about yourself everything is a little bit easier and then I'm I'm a Christian mama um and there's a lot of thanks and gratitude involved with with Christianity so for me a lot of my thanks and gratitude is I say thank you to to God and if I am struggling with something. I say thank you for the good bits of it. And that just seems to grow the goodness. And I got in got into that by literally at night when I when I made a habit of every time I got into bed before I went to sleep of saying thank you for some things throughout that day. Um, usually focused in on the areas that I was struggling with, but saying thank you for things that happened within my day. And now I... I don't even need the habit of doing it when I go to bed because I just do it constantly throughout the day. So I think you've answered the next question because I was going to ask you whether these habits were always important to you, but it sounds like there have been things that have happened in your life that have made the habits that you now hold dear become important to you. Yeah, de- definitely. There are things I've noticed are either having an impact in my life or someone else has recommended and said they've had an impact on their life. Uh, the habit of gratitude didn't just happen. Uh, I, a few people and things were talking about it before I came back to my faith. Um, I grew up Christian and then fell out of, fell out of relationship with God and came back to it. Um, and actually when I started this attitude of gratitude, I didn't initially connect it to my faith. That's evolved as well. So it's been a case of all of them have been a conscious effort to to decide to form that habit at the start and then they've evolved naturally from there afterwards but the initial habit was formed out of a decision out of a, 
a sort of reflection of realizing this this isn't right something's not right in my life how can I make it better or something's not as good as I feel it can be in my life how can I make it better and when you've had those moments have you ever noticed that there's been a habit that you've had that actually was the very thing that was holding you back I think a lot for me has been mindset I had a habit of a negative mindset one of my negative habits that I'm really still trying to deal with is that I never feel wanted in a situation um I can walk into even my own birthday party and feel like everyone's looking at me going why is she here (laughs) it was just ridiculous like they've come for your event um I realized that there's there's someone very sort of close close family member that feels that way and has imparted those feelings that they have felt that way through events that happened in their childhood and they have then passed that feeling on to me even though I didn't have that situation in my childhood but also I was severely bullied through um three of the four schools I went to and so obviously when you're bullied constantly you don't feel particularly wanted (laughs) um so that really impacted that negative well and and realizing that I had this habit of going into situations feeling not wanted I was like it's like my aha moment suddenly I realized why I had no confidence if I'm not don't feel like I'm wanted there of course I've got no confidence Mm. and of course I'm going I had bad habits of going on the defensive well if I'm not feeling wanted of course I'm going on the defensive um saying rubbish for the sake of rubbish to feel like I'm part of a conversation well if I don't feel wanted of course I'm going to do that and it was just such suddenly one habit and realizing you've got one habit can make you realize all these other little habits that you've developed because you've got this this bigger negative habit so mine's definitely was that that's kind of impacted lots of areas um and being like constantly fearful of what other people think of me because I feel like I'm never wanted I'm constantly fearful of everyone judging me and now I can let that go I'm happy with me Whereas for years I wasn't. I hated who I was. I just didn't realize it. I think a lot of people will relate to that. I relate to that as well, that a lot of my, not negative habits, I suppose unproductive habits, um, flow from that kind of negative mindset and an ability to, to handle it or to quiet it. You know, the things like comfort eating or drinking wine when you don't need it and things like well there's never a time when you need wine but you know where you over you over excess um in social situations and do things that just kind of help quiet that noise in your head once you realize that what were some of the things you did that you had to consciously take hold of to turn that around my biggest trigger uh in I say recent years, it wasn't that long, it wasn't that recent now, um, was was mum getting ill. That sparked a lot of change with me. Uh, so there was sort of the three-year journey while she was ill. I really looked at my health habits and I stopped trying to lose weight. I used to be quite overweight. I stopped trying to lose weight and decided I was just going to be healthy. And if I happened to lose weight, great, but at least maybe I'd have some more energy or something like that. And really went looking suddenly I was willing to learn from people I suddenly was like whoa my my health is in a state my mum who I pictured and saw as healthy clearly isn't and wasn't and what can I do because what I'm doing clearly isn't working and I for the first time was willing to go outside of myself and and accept advice 
and I took on new habits with getting myself to the gym and really again that's where the evaluating started coming sort of evaluating why why have I fallen down so many times why have I failed at getting to the gym turned into a learning process well actually I need to go first thing in the morning for it to work for me or if I'm going later in the day I need to be accountable to someone else so I need someone else there waiting for me or someone else that I'm meeting there um I started putting structures in place with my food and planning my food and suddenly planning my food was saving me loads of time I was eating better I wasn't getting the slumps and crashes so I wasn't going for the bad snacks and the rubbish food and starting to notice more of the benefits of planning in my life as opposed to just planning in my business and things that started to impact and I think what you eat and having excessive weight is going to affect your mindset it's going to affect your energy levels And how can you create all the other habits that you want that are going to form this amazing life if you haven't got the physical and mental capacity to do it because you aren't feeding your body what it needs? Getting into those health and fitness habits were a great place to start for me. And it's a, a visual thing you can see. When you add those habits into your lives, you start your skin starts looking better. And if you are overweight, you start losing a bit of weight. You can see the benefits of those habits, which then makes it easier to implement the habits that maybe aren't so visual. You've got an idea that habits work and forming good habits will impact your life in a positive way. Um, So yeah, mine were the, the health and fitness side first. And then things started to roll off that. I suddenly was requalifying and I moved up to London and like everything changed. My, my whole life changed and what I was doing with it changed. And I was opened up to new people and they'd recommend a new book and there would be a habit in there that I feel like this will benefit my life. Let's start doing this. Um, and that's sort of how the, the next stage of my habit development came in was books and things like that and podcasts and YouTube and all these wonderful resources that we can now get our hands on quite often for free. Um, and then... I probably hit a point where I've learned a lot from other people that I can now sit back and come to my own conclusions and come up with my own ideas. Um, And that's a lot of where what drives me forward with Supermum Society is that I've now got things that no one else is teaching yet or people are teaching maybe in a different way and that doesn't translate to motherhood, um, which my calling in life, in a a short story, my calling in life was to be a mum. And I'm now, I've learned so, not so much, you can keep learning more, but I've learned so much about habits and about developing the life you want that I now, it's sparking my imagination to create my own habits and things that are completely tailored to my life. Um, that's kind of like the, the top, top level of habit creation where you're creating things exactly tailored to you. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I, I've, again, it really resonates with me what you've just described because it's the same journey I've been on and it's almost like this iterative process. So from where you are right now, what, what would be, let's say, one thing that you think is maybe the next iteration for you? One thing that you think even where you are right now, businesswoman, mom, you know, living the dream, what's one thing that you think might be holding you back still and what kind of plans do you have to perhaps change that? Oh, I don't want anything in my life apart from me that has control over me. And I think that's my big thing that I'm working on. So it's, it's making sure that I've got the infrastructure 
to keep building upon these habits. I do a big evaluate of my habits at the end of the year. And I look back over what things have and haven't worked throughout the year. And is there something new that either I've read about or that I've thought up that I really want to include? And I literally sit down at the end of the year and I write three lists, daily, weekly, and monthly lists of habits that I want to have in my life moving forward. And then I literally put them into my planner with set times that I'm going to do them so that they are then in a part of my life. So I think at the, at the moment, having fairly recently done that review, I can't see anything else that I want to necessarily change moving forward. It's, it's constant willpower. I guess that's definitely a thing I'm currently working on and will continue to work on until the day I die is it, willpower isn't something I don't think it's something that you just have or don't have I think it's something you constantly feed and I think the people that have more willpower are just feeding it more than those that aren't people can change but they have to want to change it's a completely within yourself I am so so different from the person I was uh pre my mum getting ill completely different person I've moved counties and changed careers twice (laughs) and evolved as a person and but it's a constant feed of the willpower and I feed my willpower with the knowledge of where I've come from I feed the willpower with the knowledge of how much I've achieved and that's why things like doing like a reverse bucket list so some of my people are I haven't got any goals I haven't got any aspirations I don't know where I'm going I don't know my end picture it's like well start by feeding your ability to believe in yourself by looking back over everything you have achieved and everything you have done. And, and then let's think about where you can go. Uh, Cause if people don't think that they've actually done anything with their lives so far, how on earth are they going to come up with where they want to go? They feel very stuck and that this is who they are. And actually I do think you can change things about yourself if you want to, if you really want to, and you're open to learning how to do that. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm I'm actually, when we finish here, I'm going to record this week's podcast episode, which is all about values. And I think that's what taps into it, is once you can really tap into your values and the things that you hold most dear, um, and I don't know that a lot of us really think about that to the point where they can drive us to help us figure out our goals. Once you do that, it can make a huge difference to helping you work out what kind of life you want to live and therefore what you need to build into it to create mm. that space. Cause I think there are a lot of ways that you can, you can create your life. Yeah. A lot of ways that you potentially could be happy. There isn't a one size that you have to now go, okay, it has to fit into there if it's going to work. But once you know the parameters then you can operate anywhere within them and still mm. end up thinking, I'm really pleased with what I've done. And I feel like I've achieved something magnificent for me and for the people around me. I'm happy. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the goal, I guess. Um, So you said earlier that you got to the point where you were happy to learn from other people and take on, you know, new information. You were curious and so on. What was the best piece of advice you've ever been given that's led you to where you are today? I think it's, it wasn't necessarily a specific bit of advice. Well, no, it's, a, it's, it's the tagline that a lady called Amy Landino uses at the end of her YouTube videos. I'm pretty sure it's at the end of her podcast as well. And she says, go after the life you want. And it just kind of resonated with me because I, I'd gone through a phase before discovering her online. I'd gone through a phase of going after the life I wanted, but I was feeling guilty for it. 
I, I was starting to feel guilty about going after the life I wanted. And it was just, I don't tend to now miss a video of hers or a podcast of hers. So I am hearing that sentence a couple of times a week, go after the life you want. She's like this voice in my ear saying, it's okay. And constantly having that going in my head suddenly made me realize I am, I'm here for a purpose. I, I have a place in the world. I'm a cog in a bigger wheel and I need to be my cog. I need to be me and do it my way because I am here and who I am for a reason. And if I try and be something else, suddenly I'm, I'm going to muck up the whole machinery of the world. <laughs> and actually the best thing I can do for the world as a bigger picture is be me and do me and go after the life I wanted. And it was like this, this sort of massive epiphany from just constantly hearing this sentence, go after the life you want, go after the life you want. Um, I have since met Amy and she's absolutely incredible. I hope to meet her again at some point. But isn't it funny? I mean, I can't even count how many words that is, but it's like a handful of words can scrap all the guilt that I was feeling about being me and doing me and can make me realize that I, it's, it's okay to be me and it's more, it's more than okay to be me. I am important as I am and my vision for how I want my life is important because that somewhere beyond my understanding is fitting in with other people's lives and making other people be able to live their lives how they want. I, I do, I think we're all this, this massive jigsaw and we will muck the jigsaw up if we're not true to ourselves. So it's really important that we are true to ourselves and we're doing the things that matter to us. Yeah, yeah I agree completely. And I'm totally going to listen to that podcast. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard her name before. So when we finish here, I'm going to go and look her up. <laughs> so before we talk about some of the things you're doing and some of the cool resources that you can offer listeners and viewers of um, this episode, is there anything you wish I had asked you? And if so, what would your answer be? There's so much you can go into with habits. It's so personal and is important to develop the habits that resonate with you. Like I said, if you're not being you, you're going to muck up this big puzzle of life. Make sure you're being you. Um, that's, that's essential. So I think this we could have gone on for days talking about this. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably quite good you didn't ask me anything else. <laughs> Well, what I would like to do, though, is um, point listeners to your website and also you've got some really cool resources that you're going to share with us. Can you tell us a little bit about how we can find you and what that resource is? Yep. So uh, social media, I'm at Supermum Society. On any platform that I'm on, I'm at Supermum Society. I'm not on every platform because, let's be honest, who has the time? So at Supermum Society. My website is supermumsociety.com. And then I've got a, a free download for listeners, which is at uh, supermumsociety.com forward slash dream routine. And that is a, a free printable, or you can just look at it on the screen. If you don't have a printer, that's also fine. Um, going into how can you start looking at what habits you want in your day-to-day -day life to create your dream routine. And I'm looking at your standard day, not that magical day where you meet Amy Landino. Um, <laughs> for me, that would be a magical day um, or that magical day where you win the lottery, but your everyday because that's your life is made up of your everydays. It's these special moments are brilliant and fantastic, 
but why can't we have these wonderful every day? So it's, it's focusing in and helping you hone in and work that out. So I hope listeners find that helpful. So that's just literally the website, uh, com forward slash dream routine. Okay, fantastic. And that is a great place, I guess, for people to start if they want to create their big happy lives, to do these amazing things and still have all the important parts of life, family, career, finances, health, the whole lot all together, starting with a, a good routine that helps you get the foundation is a wonderful way to do that. So thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for your time. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we'll hopefully talk again soon. Thanks, Jessica. So there you have it, some incredible habits to consider, some great ways to really practically take control of your life, do the things you want to do, evaluate what's working for you, what's not working for you, and really create that sense of putting your jigsaw piece into the puzzle, doing you the way you want to do it, and adding something meaningful to the great big puzzle of life. After listening to Jessica speak, I took on one of the habits she mentioned, because I am comfortable with this puzzle piece and greater, bigger picture. But one of the things I've been struggling with is just keeping track of day-to-day things. So I'm so busy running off creating big, amazing things that I'm forgetting things like dentist appointments or running out of time to do things and just getting myself tangled and a bit stressed. Hearing Jessica talk about her planning process and those big sheets of paper where everything is in one place made me realize what I could do differently that would help me get all of those pieces of my life in one area for me to look at how one can pull on the other. Because what was happening is when I got really, really busy at work, I would start forgetting things in my home life or I would focus really well at home and then I would miss a deadline that I wanted to complete for work. I'd forget little things like hair appointments or dentist appointments and they're not little things because you miss other people around and I find that stressful. And plus you still then need to reschedule everything so then something else has to move. So The habit I took from Jessica was one big sheet of paper with everything on it. So I bought a planner, a wall planner. It's got the entire year, 1st of January to 31st of December. I can map everything out. And on it, I've got podcast schedules, work schedules, product launches, courses I want to write, different things we're doing with the kids, half term, birthdays. It's all there. And then it's much easier to look at a space and think, actually, do you know what? I wanted to do this particular course or I wanted to write that particular thing, but it's not going to fit. There isn't enough space because I've got all of these other priorities that on that particular day or in that particular week have to take precedent. So I have to come up with a different plan. And so what it's giving me is much more flexibility instead of two days before finding out that I've now got to sandwich something in. I already know at a glance three weeks in advance and that allows me to spread my workload far more effectively and use my time far more effectively. So that's reducing stress, I'm getting more done and I'm finding it incredibly rewarding and very useful. So thanks Jessica for that. If after listening to this you end up implementing a habit, we'd love to hear from you. You can share your posts on Instagram and tag us in at big underscore happy life and at Supermom society. You can join the conversation in the big happy life Facebook group. And as always, you can comment on the show notes page. You can find that at big Next week, I'd love you to join me to hear about one of my favorite subjects. It sounds really geeky, but we're talking about neurotransmitters, brain chemicals. What is happening in your brain when you feel happy and how do you create more of that feeling? For now, though, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening.